again from Jerry Richardson Indoor Stadium. I'm Jim Noble, and this is the Coach Dwight Perry Show, brought to you by Budweiser of Spartanburg. Well, Coach, since we last spoke, you're in the middle of the meat grinder that is the Southern Conference schedule. Terriers stand at 11 and 10, 3 and 5 in conference play. You've played some of the best teams in the league with varying results. We always talk about an upward trend where we're going to be in February and March, not necessarily where are we at in, in mid-January. From, from that perspective, how do you feel about the progress? I feel good. You know, I think it's really easy to get caught up in just whether you win or lose games and look at the scoreboard and see, right, if we won, we got better. If we didn't win, we didn't get better. And with the group, right, especially a group like ours, right, one of the 20th youngest teams in the country, I think, again, like we've talked about, it's all about how we're going to be playing when March rolls around. And when you look at our group specifically, yeah, there's been some games that could have gone the other way that we would have liked to have won. But we're, we're seeing a lot of improvement and growth from across the board, our whole entire program. And that's encouraging. When we come back, we'll recap the last three games with this very young Terrier Ball Club, a couple big games and great atmospheres here at home. Tough one on the road against Western Carolina. And look ahead to the next road trip. Three of the next four on the road for the Terriers. It's all coming up next here on the Dwight Perry Show. You can always count on the crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light. Just like you can always count on Always Game Gary. No bar is too far. No wing sauce is too hot. Not for Gary. Gary is the man. He's nothing like Keith. Keith never wants to do anything. Why are we even talking about Keith? Always Game Gary is famous among friends. He deserves a Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. Behind every adventure is the road that got you there. Behind every passion are the tools that make it happen. And behind every Ford truck and SUV is a Carolina Ford dealer going the extra mile, finding the vehicle you're looking for. It's our commitment to your journey. That's what it means to be true blue. New inventory is arriving daily. For great offers on a new Ford truck or SUV, go to buyfordnow.com or see your Carolina Ford dealer today. And welcome back, everybody. So uh, about 10 days ago, you were coming off a tough game at Sanford, back home here against VMI, uh, another very young team. I think at one point, I think there were nine freshmen on the floor at one point between the two teams, VMI and a first-year coach. and new players. It was one of those nights where a lot went right for Wofford. Your contribution from the bench in an 86-67 win was fantastic. We'll start with Carson McCorkle. The ball finally went in for the young man who's been slinging and shooting and waiting for the, that, that rim to fill up. And man, 22 points a career high. That was great to see. It was, right? And that was that was contagious. And I think our guys really fed off Carson's energy. Right? Our guys love when Carson, right, is not only shooting, but playing with a lot of energy on both sides of the ball. And I think that the box score, right, the game reflected that with a lot of contributions from a lot of really good players for us. What have you told Carson? I mean, he's, he, he has nights where three or four rim out, the ball's yeah. halfway down, shooters got to shoot. What do you tell that young man when things aren't going his way? Yeah, I think number one is telling him, right, he's more than just a shooter. He's obviously an elite shooter, one of the best I've ever been around. But he can impact the game and ha he can have an effect on the game in more ways than just shooting the ball. So when there's times when the ball's just not going in, right, it's not like he's trying to miss nor is any really good shooter, continuing to find ways to impact the game because, like I mentioned earlier, his energy is very contagious with our whole entire program. Mm -hmm. One thing Carson told 
told us after the game, it kind of transfers over to something else I'm going to talk about. Uh, he loves the atmosphere here at Wofford. This is a guy that played in the ACC at Virginia. And we have another transfer, Kyler Filowich, who came over from Southern Illinois. The two of them always talk about their teammates and the atmosphere and you know, sometimes it's important to make friends away from the basketball court, too. And they've been able to do that. How much do you encourage that? How important is that to kind of have a life away from basketball, especially as a new guy sometimes? It's essential, right? It's extremely important, especially at a special place like Wofford, right? Our basketball program is phenomenal and it's special in its own right. But the Wofford community, right, the college, the people that are a part of that, right, that's the true foundation of what makes this place the special place that it is. And so when you talk about those two individuals, yeah, they're really good basketball players and they do a lot of good things on the basketball court, but they're unbelievable human beings first and foremost. And I'm just excited that the whole community right at Wofford gets a chance to experience what we see on a daily basis. Yeah, you know what else those guys got to uh, got to experience? A trip up to Cullowee in the middle of January. Next up for Wofford was a game at Western Carolina. And man, so much went right for the Terriers. Of course, the final 30 seconds or so, Wofford's got a four-point lead with 33 seconds left. A goaltending call doesn't go your way. You know, you miss some free throws. Western Carolina, give them credit. They pulled out a, a gutty win at home. But I know you guys felt like you left something on the table. Dwight, how much of that ending was the case of a very, very young team just not having a ton of experience closing out tight games? Yeah, I think it's a program, right? Players and coaches, it, there, there's for us at least there's no such thing as excuses right like at the end of the day we have an extremely young team we're playing the full 40 minutes of a game with freshman point guards right but at the end of the day for us we feel like we have enough in our program going into any game home or away to get the job done and to your point unfortunately right the last 28.7 seconds didn't go our way and there were definitely some things on both sides of the ball that we would love to have back and love to do differently but unfortunately right that's the growing pains of college basketball and when you look at a team like western carolina coach gray's done an unbelievable job right you look at their starting lineup they're starting four four seniors and one junior right a little bit of a difference compared to what we we are rolling out there but at the same time we don't view that as a negative that's a positive right our entire program that's exciting to know we have a core group of guys that not only are just really good right now they're just scratching the surface of what they can become if we continue to stay the course yeah we talked about the positive uh, i thought adam silas grew up a bit in front of our very eyes especially late in that game jackson civils probably his best game as a terrier i think he had uh, 13 and 7 yeah and an emotional guy i didn't realize Sim comes in and gives you guys that jolt of energy he's starting now Absolutely. but so when he comes in and you talk about that infectious energy has that been an eye-opener what he's brought to the table absolutely mm -hmm. i mean it's it's not a coincidence that the way we've been starting and to be honest the way our team is continuing to improve right that's that's not a coincidence that he's starting to come into his own as a player and starting to feel more comfortable and is expanding on his role with some of the things we talked about and some of the stuff we even haven't right like there's a lot of stuff that Jackson does that doesn't even show up on the box score there's there's ways he impacts our program even before the game starts right on game day and i'm just really proud of the growth he's made since he's been here of course jackson civil's transferring over from murray state so the terry's getting some contributions when when you're a sophomore and you transfer in you're an old man on this team so it's good to have a little bit of leadership there in that role too and finally here at jerry richardson indoor stadium the other night 
Furman came to town. First of all, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, the students turned out. The fans were loud. Terriers get off to a great start. That is a good, good team. A graduate fifth-year leaders team in Slauson and Bothwell. Uh, you guys, I thought you guys laid it all on the line and, and, and just maybe just ran out of some gas, both mentally and physically late in the half. Furman pulled away for a win. But the first time your players have experienced that rivalry atmosphere, how many dividends do you think that'll pay down the road, especially when you play Furman again? Huge. I mean, we've already spoken on it. There's only three scholarship players on our roster that knew what this rivalry was about going into the game, right? And to your point, right, you look at the majority of their guys coming back with two fifth-year guys. You know, that, that's something that is important. But I was really pleased with the progress our team made. You know, we definitely have areas we have to continue to get better at. That's something that our whole entire program, players and coaches, knows, right, that we must continue to get better. But it's also encouraging to see a lot of the growth we made as far as continuing to shoot the basketball well against a really good team, right? Continuing to share the ball, continuing to do a lot of things that can disrupt really good teams like Furman. And so again, like we talked about, you know, the game did not finish how we wanted to. It was a four point game with about five minutes left and they went on their last run after both teams kind of went blow for blow. But I really do think not only here in the short term, but long term in March, a game like that and an atmosphere like that is going to pay huge dividends for not just right certain players, but our whole entire team. Well, when we come back, road warriors the Terriers will be. Also the second time around, another look at a lot of these teams. We'll also talk about Dwight's coaching staff, the division of labor, who's doing what for the Terriers behind the scenes. It's coming up next. Black and gold. Bold. A victory story about to be told. Grit, toughness, and tenacity. A hub of hard work in Hub City. We're on these wins like dogs on a bone. In the zone. Our place, in your face, won't leave you alone. Strength, speed, fire, truth. I'm sorry, do these things trouble you? We're Wofford College. We fly the W. Ingles, proud partner of the Wofford Terriers. It doesn't matter if you're active on the road or in the gym. Your body is your strongest tool. Spartanburg Regional Sports Medicine Institute is here to push you to the next level. With partnerships across Spartanburg County Schools, we're here when it happens. We diagnose, treat, and heal at the Sports Medicine Institute to get you back and active in the gym, in the game, and to the next level. We never quit because you never quit. Think big. Something life-changing. I'm talking education. Let's get inventive. Blow things up in a good way. Do it for 20 years? Wake up and education has received billions in funding. Who does all this? If you've ever played one of these or these, that would be you. Yeah, thank you. Welcome back to the Coach Dwight Perry Show, brought to you by Budweiser of Spartanburg. I'm Jim Noble. All right, pack your bag, get your get your pillow and your comforter ready. Terriers are hitting the road for three of the next four. Uh, we'll start off with uh, really the last first-time game we'll play, uh, a look at Chattanooga. Chattanooga team that started out like maybe they were going to blow through the Southern Conference. Jake Stevens injury, big factor heading into this one. Talk about what to expect at Chattanooga on Wednesday night. Yeah, they're a really good coach team. Obviously, Coach Earl has 
a lot of familiarity with the league, having been in the league before. But, you know, kind of sounds like a repetitive theme, but they're one of the oldest teams in the country. And what they do a really good job of, right, is they shoot more threes than any team in the entire country. And they have guys that can really shoot it. So they're not just chucking up bad shots. They do a really good job within how they play in their offensive scheme to generate a lot of three-point attempts that they can make at a really good clip if you allow them comfort and allow them to get those type of shots they want. Then after that one, you come back here for a 2 p.m. Saturday game against Sanford and then at ETSU at Furman. Talk about the second time around, Dwight. I know you guys do a lot of self-scouting, um, but everybody's scouting you, too, at the same time. Everybody has a game of game tape to go on to. The second time around, what challenges does that bring in terms of adjustments, both you to them and them to you? Yeah, I think there's a fine line, right? There's definitely things we can improve on, whether you won or lost the game. But I think the biggest thing for us, for our group, right, is continuing to get better. And at the end of the day, if we're focusing on the stuff that we need to improve, I think that's going to pay dividends regardless of the opponent. There's definitely tweaks here and there that you can make, you know, specifically to the team. But holistically, there's definitely areas that we can continue to improve on that I think will pay huge dividends for the second half of conference. Well, that'll be the job for Dwight, his staff. And when I say staff, you guys are kind of thin right now. You guys have one of the smallest support staffs in the league. We go to some schools and see two rows of assistants and, and support personnel. And right now, it, it's you in terms of the coaching staff. It's you, uh, longtime assistant Will Murphy, and first-year assistant Ty Anderson. Let's talk about the division of labor. Who's got the scout? Who works with the big man? Offense, defense. I know you've had to adjust that, uh, given everything that's happened this year, but kind of give everybody a look at where the major responsibilities lay. Yeah, for us, right, especially right now, like you mentioned, being down a staff member, I think it's a very collaborative deal, right? Like everyone has a hand in a little bit of everything. You know, obviously Ty, uh, Ty Anderson is, is, uh, does a really good job with our post players, right? Coach Murphy, Will Murphy is unbelievable with the development of guards and point guards in general, right? But at the end of the day, with how we play offensively and defensively, right, our entire staff does a really good job of having a hand in a little bit of everything, of skill development, of scouting, and just overall game preparation. And as much as obviously there's a lot of stuff to focus on, we've talked about kind of the slate we have coming up with road games. I think for our entire program, the major focus is just taking it one game at a time. I know you've gotten great contributions. We talked about Paul Coyer and Diane Boyce with the athletic performance staff and David Kaplan with the operations side. Let's talk about Dwight Perry. How's, how's life different in the big chair? How has your role changed? Because I, any head coach has to deal with a lot more non-basketball things when you get media requests and you've got to do all kinds of things that you didn't have to do as an assistant. How has that transition been for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just like any other transition. There's ups and downs. There's things, obviously, that uh, you know can consume your plate. But I think the biggest thing for myself and the rest of our staff, right, you mentioned the Diane Boyce, a Paul Coyer, uh, David Kaplan, they've been really instrumental and really helpful in this transition. And so I think for all of us, you know, all the staff, our whole entire staff, the biggest thing I think we're trying to focus in on is just pouring into our guys, mentally, emotionally, physically, and just really trying to fix, fix and make sure, right, anything that they need, 
we can do a good job of providing them so that they have the best experience possible the rest of the year. He forgot to mention the pure joy of shooting the coaches show. That's the really <laughs> big perk of being a head coach. We always appreciate your time. Let's head to on the road, get some W's, and do it again in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right. We appreciate it. Of course, our behind the scenes staff for helping us out every week as well. And we will catch you next time on the Dwight Perry Show. We'll see you then.